Hi everyone, it's Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of 2020 iTalk. This is an audio podcast that offers cutting-edge information on wellness and holistic eye care. So thanks for joining me today. We have a very interesting show. I'm going to be talking about ADHD and vision. So let's start with this. About three months ago, I evaluated a child. He was about 17 years old, and he'd been taking the drug Adderall, which is an amphetamine, for his ADHD diagnosis. And the parents brought him in because he was suffering from chronic blurred vision since he started taking the medication. He also was complaining about headaches. His uh, sleep was off. His digestion was uh, also off. And he was losing weight. And his parents had heard of me through some other families that I had worked with over the years. And they were seeking a more whole health approach to their son's problem. Well, to make a long story short, uh, when I evaluated him, uh, I found that he actually had a very significant vision problem called convergence insufficiency. And basically, this is a condition where he wasn't able to use both of his eyes together easily. In fact, his right eye was focusing for his reading and his left eye was focusing for distance. So he was actually splitting his eyes in order to be able to uh, copy from the board and you know read, read his, uh, his iPad and do his assignments. And so he was under a great deal of, of stress and he had been that way for a few years. So when I did some biochemistry testing on him, I found that uh, his adrenals were pretty shot. He was pretty burned out in terms of his adrenal health. He also had some difficulties and metabolizing his proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. He also had some heavy metal toxicities, and he had some dietary absorption issues. The, the last piece of the, the biochemistry test showed that he wasn't even processing his proteins or amino acids, which are the building blocks, especially for our brain, and also collagen throughout our whole body. Amino acids uh, offer many benefits, and I'm finding more and more people are um, are deficient in amino acids. Not so much because they're they're not taking them either through their diet or through their vitamins and supplements, but they're not absorbing them. So I offered him a program of vision therapy, and uh, also gave him some supplements. And I'm here to say that he's completely off the Adderall. Uh, his symptoms have gone away, and he's doing really well. He's uh, really happy. He's getting ready to apply to college, and uh, there you go. But I want to talk about this uh, this diagnosis of ADHD, and it's it's part of the spectrum of disorders where we have attention deficit disorder on one side of the spectrum and autism on the other side of the spectrum. And ADHD is more in the area of the 
attention deficit disorder, except you've got hyperactivity as another uh, set of symptoms. And then you can move more into uh, Asperger's syndrome, mild autism, and then extreme autism. So this whole spectrum of disorders, uh, things are kind of blending together in terms of diagnoses today. And more and more children and adults are suffering uh, this spectrum of, of disorders. And the big question is why? Why are more kids and adults suffering, uh, in this particular case, ADHD? So I'm going to go into some of the, the causes. And, you know, most of my community knows these things. Uh, so if you know parents who are struggling with their son or daughter, or if an adult is struggling with uh, ADHD, passing this on to them might be helpful because although pharmaceuticals can help uh, reduce some of the symptoms, they really don't go into some of the causative factors that are creating some of the ADHD symptoms, which include inattention, and this could be procrastination, being disorganized, just showing an overall lack of focus, being forgetful. And then there's the hyperactivity part of it, where you're fidgeting and squirming, hard to sit in one position, um, talking excessively, blurting things out, so not being in a relationship uh, socially where there's a give and take. And then the impulsivity, that's the third part of the group of symptoms. And this is where you have a hard time waiting your turn and, you know, saying the answers to questions before the whole question is, is, uh, is uh, shared with you. And, you know, these three aspects of inattention, hyperactivity, impulsivity make up the ADHD diagnosis. So some of the causes, well, you know, today there's so many reasons why. I mean, we could look at some of the exotoxins in our environment like pesticide poisoning, or we could even go back to the prenatal period uh, for mom, things like fetal alcohol or tobacco, tobacco exposure. And then, of course, the heavy metal toxicity, and this is a big one. Uh, the main heavy metals today are lead, cadmium, aluminum, mercury. Of course, then we don't want to forget things like artificial food colorings and processed foods. And then sugar is a big risk factor, watching lots of TV, playing a lot of video games. And then, of course, um, some of the deficiencies in our nutritional health, which I'll go into in a few minutes. One of the things I learned when I was trained at the Gazelle Institute was that we looked at the birth process very closely. And if there were things like a prolonged labor, C-section, delivery, forceps delivery, epidural, or anesthesia, forceps or vacuum extraction, or if the cord was wrapped around the baby's neck, um, these would sometimes uh, create an interference in the brain development, the sensory motor development, and um, later on we would see problems that would emerge as symptoms that looked like ADHD. And then if we go into the, the uh, bonding period, uh, of course, when we're breastfeeding, 
if um, you know if there's a difficult time in uh, breastfeeding, either through um, just not being able to connect on the sucking reflex, um, this can also be a risk factor for ADHD. Some of these primitive reflexes that we we need to go through when we're an infant, but they need to be extinguished at about age one, one and a half. A lot of times these primitive infant reflexes linger and they affect our brain development so that when we eventually go to school and we're learning to read, the primitive reflexes are still dominating our sensory motor experience and the, the primitive reflexes are controlled by the downstairs brain, our reptilian brain. So we're going to be in a survival response, a fight or flight freeze response, uh, which is our kind of initial reaction when we're put under stress. And so the primitive reflexes are another risk factor that we need to take a look at. Um, some other things that I, I tend to look at in terms of the ADHD diagnosis is, well, is this diagnosis uh, overdone? Uh, because there's so much pressure, both from society, from the schools, even from families, that children need to excel in the school experience at a younger and a younger and a younger age. And this, is, um, this puts a lot of pressure on kids uh, to perform. And if their sensory motor systems are not fully developed, say their visual system or the visual auditory motor systems are not working at uh, optimal you know, capacity, then when they're put under situations where they're, they're either learning to read or reading to learn, they have to respond in a way where they're going to, you know, focus harder and try to engage on it, or they're going to flee. They're going to say, get me out of here. I can't be in this. Their behaviors will show that their, their sensory systems are not able to meet the demand that's being placed on them. Some other misdiagnoses of ADHD could be things like low blood sugar, again, allergies to wheat, gluten, chocolate, dairy. Um, I also think that endocrine imbalances can also create problems, whether it's a thyroid or a um, adrenal imbalance, that you know those should be tested. And then, of course, uh, we take a look at... Um, you know, metabolic problems, especially in the area of our glucose, uh, carbohydrate metabolism, protein metabolism, and our fat metabolism. I mean, there's so many different uh, parts to why children and adults develop ADHD. Uh, again, some others might even include sleep problems, post-traumatic post syndrome, uh, things like B vitamin deficiencies, iron deficiency, omega-3 efficient, uh, deficiencies. And then, of course, uh, we can go into uh, our probiotics and our microbiome. You know, when we're uh, having difficulty digesting and absorbing our foods, this wreaks havoc on our neurochemicals in the brain. And again, it can create many different kinds of focusing problems. 
and processing problems. So the point is, is that, you know, if your child or, or you as an adult are suffering some of these symptoms, my advice would be to go to a more natural, uh, holistic, naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, somebody who can look at the whole picture and instead of treating the symptoms, which is what pharmaceuticals offer you, they can actually treat the causative factors. Now in terms of vision and its relationship to ADHD, well, this is a really interesting connection because many kids who are diagnosed with ADHD actually have an underlying vision problem that looks like ADHD. And of course, the, the case that I shared at the beginning of the show, the common diagnosis that kids are getting now is called a condition called convergence insufficiency, which means that they're not able to aim both their eyes on the text, on the book, on the, on the digital device, where they're using both eyes together. So in that uh, deficiency, that skill set that's not there, basically one eye has to take over and they may either get double vision or the brain is shutting off one of the eyes. In any, in any case, it's, in, it's interfering with their attention and focus through their visual system. You know, I once was talking to an educational psychologist and he told me that at least in the early grades, 70 to 90% of what we take into the brain is through our eyes. And I've spoke about this before, but you know, when you go for a regular eye exam, most eye exams stop at reading the distance eye chart. And if you stop there in terms of your examination, then you're going to miss the uh, problem of the convergence insufficiency because that usually occurs at the reading distance. And so one of the things I've talked to school nurses about for many years is give a person something to read and watch their behaviors. Do they hold the book close? Do they cover one eye? Uh, do they uh, squint? Do they tilt their head? Uh, you know, there, there are many different uh, behaviors that you'll see immediately that suggest there's some kind of a vision problem when a person is focusing their eyes. And of course, you know, if it's not diagnosed and the child is saying, okay, we need to keep keep going in terms of schoolwork and many of the parents that I'm counseling, I end up writing letters to the school to say, back off, too much homework. You know, hours and hours of homework a night is not the answer, especially if a child is suffering some kind of uh, developmental problem or sensory motor issue or, or nutritional imbalance. To pile on the homework is not the answer and it actually creates more uh, stress in a person, and this creates um, some of these ADHD uh, symptoms. So I guess my, my overall point here is, is that if you or your uh, family member uh, has some kind of an ADHD set of, di uh, set of symptoms that explore many different aspects to their overall health and wellness, what they eat, what their dietary absorption is, you know, what their developmental history was, and then take a look at their visual system in terms of 
how their visual skills are working, their tracking, their focusing, the visual coordination, their eye-hand coordination, and some of the cognitive uh, visual processing skills. And find a, a more natural, holistic uh, doctor that you can work with to kind of help you navigate the maze that's out there about um, helping people at least soften their ADHD uh, symptoms through natural methods. There'll be less side effects and overall organically and eventually you can get rid of uh, the symptoms and even change the causes of what's creating the, the situation to begin with. So I think that's all I'm going to say today. I want to thank you for joining me. And until next time, have a great day. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.